So, hi, Amy. You're very welcome to the Meet Your Employer podcast. So, Amy is joining us from Coca-Cola HBC, and she's working in HR, having come from talent acquisition now into talent development. So, maybe we could start a little bit, Amy, I suppose, at the beginning and tell me a little bit about what you do. Thanks. Thanks, Carmel. Um, so my name, as Carmel said, is Amy Hull. Um, I've been working in Coca-Cola for the last five years. Um, I started out in talent acquisition. So that was all the recruitment for our, our whole island of Ireland. Um, I am responsible now for talent development. So what that encompasses is managing our graduate programs and our junior talent programs alongside our performance management. But I've also seen it from the other side where I was recruiting people into the business as well. Brilliant. So we're going to go into that in a little bit more detail later because I'm sure you can give us lots of really valuable insights. Um, you've been with Coca-Cola HBC for nearly five years, is it? Yes, that's correct. So tell me a bit about what you love about working with Coca-Cola HBC. Um, for me, um, I was always passionate about the brands before I joined. I, I feel like I joined Coca-Cola by accident um, when I met with a recruitment agency um, and really just loved the brands and, and joined in talent acquisition. Um, I stayed because I love the people. Um, I am really passionate about the brands and um, I've been a Diet Coke drinker for most of <laughs> most of my life. Um, but there's so many great people here. There's so many great brands. There's a, a nice company ethos. Um, it's it's a good place to work. There's lots of great benefits and um, definitely it's it's a fun place to work. So it's a good culture. Yes, I would. I would say so. I think it's um, it's a really good place to work. There's lots of fun activities that we've done throughout the five years that I've been here. There's been an opportunity for me to work with people internationally. So um, I had a manager based in Serbia. I had another manager based in Greece. Uh, my in general, my team was an international team. Um, I've had the opportunity to to travel um, to different countries. I, my first month, I actually went to Vienna. Um, I've been to Prague, Serbia, Croatia. Croatia and then we also work as one business unit in the island of Ireland so I had the opportunity to travel back and forward between Dublin and our Lisburn office and um, so it's there's a big global community of, of over 30,000 people um, to, to work with so um, okay. there's so many different will, opportunities. Open up again soon and people will be able to travel <laughs> yes well I haven't even really been traveling to Lisbon <laughs> I've been working from home um, due to COVID um, but certainly it's um, before before COVID it was definitely a great ethos of of working with people internationally now we probably work even more internationally because mm -hmm. we have the opportunity there's not really any borders anymore when everyone's working from their kitchen um, or their or their spare bedrooms so we have the opportunity to work virtually and we actually actually have some really good platforms um, for opportunities. So we actually have the opportunity as employees to post projects and have people join projects from different countries or different functions. Um, one we ran locally here in Ireland actually had people from seven countries in five different functions. And it was just run by one of our talent acquisition specialists. So having that opportunity to work globally and do projects that interest you is also a great part of our culture. 
And it's definitely one of the exciting things that's coming out of COVID is that location is no longer going to be something that's going to prevent us from doing the jobs that we want. Um, you know, with everything moving virtually and online, we're in a much better position now to apply for those roles that maybe geographically we couldn't have before. Yeah, I, I think that that's definitely true. I think um, we've we've proven that um, presence in our office doesn't actually equate to performance in your role. Um, so there will definitely be more global opportunities or um, location-free opportunities, certainly in some of the big companies out there. And actually, that, that's a really good point, I, I suppose, around presence in the office. I think it can be quite difficult for graduates now starting in a new role because you know, onboarding, going and, and meeting people and being able to go for a coffee and getting to know the people around you it obviously doesn't happen at the moment. So, you know, do you have any advice for anybody who might be joining a company virtually in terms of how do they start building those relationships? How do they start to make an impact from the beginning? Yeah, I think that's going to be a skill um, that's definitely needed going forward. Um, we did recently publish a blog on what it was like to join us during a pandemic. Um, so I actually spoke with one of our, our new tax accountants and um, talked to her what it was like joining. She, you know, she had never worked in the office and she was working from her living room. So there are there are materials and resources out there to help you understand what it, what it is like, um, but it is tricky. Um, you're not gonna get those water cooler conversations that you would normally get. Um, you're meeting people for the first time online, um, but everyone's in the same position. Um, so take confidence from that, that anybody who's joining a new company at the moment or anybody who's just new in the business or maybe changing roles, they're all gonna be in that same position where it's a little bit trickier to build a virtual relationship. Um, but I think definitely that's a skill of the future. It um, is, I think it's probably going to be one that's really going to be in demand because I know from a coaching perspective, we talk a lot about the sphere of influence and you know, really finding out who were the decision makers. And from a virtual perspective, like you said, you don't have those water cooler conversations. You're in the meetings that you're in and, and, and that's kind of the scope of the interaction. So I think it is going to be something that people will will learn how to adapt and and I suppose figure out how to build those relationships. So it's, it's yeah. really interesting. I think it's watch this space maybe. <laughs> yeah, I was actually really lucky um, as part of my placement, I went and worked um, in an international language training company. Um, I worked in recruitment and um, as part of that, I was recruiting for people all over the world. Um, and I was working with people in, in various different locations across Spain, uh, Romania, Serbia, the United States. And I think that really prepared me for COVID. <laughs> that wasn't the intention, but it definitely did help me. So if you have the opportunity to do something in a safe environment, like working virtually in a group with some other students or, you know, meeting new people virtually, definitely take it up and then when you do join a company virtually you've already built those skills and you're ready to to get straight into the world of virtual working yeah and I think that's something for students to really celebrate is you know at the moment even though it is tough they're learning virtually so they are getting the perfect experience in a sense of what it's like to be in the virtual um, I suppose environment and be under pressure and work collaboratively and work on projects so it's really about maybe capturing that experience and really selling it on your CV and on your LinkedIn and owning that as part of your story. Yeah definitely um, the, the 
the only person who can sell you in a, in a process is yourself and it is that little bit trickier to do that virtually and um, so any skills that you can build in that area is I, I think a, a benefit yeah so that leads me to the question if, if somebody's listening to this and they think oh wow coca-cola hbc that's one of my top 10 companies that's who i want to work with what kind of candidate stands out so how does somebody stand out in a in in a crowd for you guys um for us it's if you've tailored your cv so if you're applying with your cv i would definitely make sure that you tailor it to the job that you've applied for and um, that that for me is is of course a benefit and um, if you're actually at an assessment process i've had candidates um who have set up their background to look like a, a nearly a coke factory you know had a few coke bottles in the background and um, wow. that's definitely if if yeah. you are going for a role in a in a company you, you should be you know using their brands and um, throughout the process if they're if there's something you resonate with and um, if you're using a competitor brand that's a that's a big no-no it's it's a lack of research really maybe on your part so make sure you understand the company and um, have a look at the values make sure that you resonate with them as well and um, having done a little bit of research really goes goes a long way because you have that you, you have that to build on for a little bit of rapport with your interviewer um but for me some of our interview processes um you really have to be yourself um and it's your personality that i think is a better fit maybe than sometimes some skills um skills are important um but your personality and attitude throughout the process is all, always important as well and one top tip for me is um if you are attending an interview in person or you know communicating with someone on email and um, treat the admin person or the receptionist the exact same way that you would treat your interviewer that's a big thing and um, that maybe people don't realize but they we can talk to the receptionist and 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 make sure that you've that you've treated them with respect so um i i would definitely encourage you to to treat everyone the same yeah, I'm smiling because when I was a recruiter, I coached somebody for interview and he was the perfect fit for this particular interview. And he went for interview and went up to reception and he was actually a construction development type um, company. And somebody walked up to him having come from the site and was a little bit dusty. And my client was obviously thinking about keeping their suit clean and, you know, wasn't overly friendly. And it turned out that it was actually the owner of the business that he had met and um, they decided they didn't want to give him the job because they didn't that first impression had really really stuck um so i always always tell people i'm doing interview coaching from the moment you walk in the door in a building to the moment you're back in your own house you treat everybody like a potential interviewer because receptionists are great are gatekeepers you know we, we all know that in recruitment as well so that's really really good advice um, yeah. In terms then of the interview process, so can we just talk a little bit about competency? I don't know if, if you work on, on that side as well, but I know it's something that students sometimes are quite fearful of. Um, so is there any words of wisdom that you could impart around competency-based interviewing? Yeah, well, the competencies are what we show naturally um, throughout our day-to-day -day life. So I wouldn't be too concerned about every competency and showing how you meet every single competency because you can't really fake competency. We know as recruiters and in, in talent development, we know um, who is 
just given us a good answer that we want to hear and who can actually show that competency so what I would say is be yourself but you can be prepared um, as well so the star technique is a really good way to answer competency based interviews there's some great materials online um, all about the star technique and um, the advice I would give is not to be too focused on the situation and tasks but more on your actions and your results and um, because your actions are what differentiates you from anybody else in the process and your results and what you achieved is one of the most important parts um, of the process. Um, we actually have a, a range of different exercises um, that we use to measure competency, not just um, interviews. So we have um, in baskets or in trays where you complete a day in the life of a particular person. Um, and it might only be one to two hours um, where you're playing a character. Um, there's other um, exercises like a fact finding exercise um, where you're given very limited amount of information and you have to find out extra information we've also got role plays and we've got online tests as well so there's so many different ways that we measure competency um, and I would encourage you to be yourself because if you're going through multiple stages it's very easy for um, your interviewer to spot where you've maybe um, not been as strong um, in, in a certain area so be yourself um, and you'll find out through the process if it's the right company for you rather than maybe overselling and under delivering whenever you join a company. Yeah and fit works both ways I think that's really important as well that you know sometimes people can be really disappointed if it doesn't work out but maybe the fit wasn't there for you either um, and I, I really like what you said about competency-based interviewing because I always say to people it's about building that example bank before your interview. So you're not sitting there thinking about these competencies for the first time. You know, you get so much information on, on in the job description online. If you do your research, you can really prepare your answers. So yeah, so that, that's definitely gonna help. Yeah, I would say for preparing for competency interviews, I would look at the job description, try and think of what they would ask me from the essential and desired criteria area or for some from some of the roles and responsibilities then I would think of examples that I'm comfortable talking about no matter what the question and um, where people fall down is maybe they have over prepared and they know exactly what they're going to say no matter what the question is mm -hmm. um, other times people get so lost and maybe in the star technique and they think that they oh I forgot this the task I've I failed the whole interview that that's not what your interviewers are looking for and the star technique is just a helpful way for you to structure to make sure that you've answered the question and um, if you are in an interview I would say take a breath have a drink um, yeah. ask someone to repeat the question if you're not sure immediately what you're going to answer um, and also stop when you when you answer the question don't um, go overboard and, and answer with three examples it's great that you have three examples but you just need one good one to get a good mark yeah and sometimes I find when I'm coaching people that they will give one example for their strengths but if you're talking around weaknesses they volunteer three <laughs> so I think yeah. you know it's just that balance as well um, and then, you know, you, I know now that you work in the talent development side, if somebody's lucky enough to join Coca-Cola HTC, then what kind of programs are you working on at the moment, if you can talk about them? Um, so typically um, we have a few different programs. So we have programs for people who are wanting to be managers and uh, we have 
programs for people who want to be managers of managers and people who are going to be our function heads as well. Um, so we provide a lot of internal training programs. There's a lot of support and resources given to people. Um, but even if you're not on a program, we have over 300 hours of digital learning materials. So we're really, really lucky and um, that we have such a great bank of materials to support everybody. Um, and those range all the way from building your competencies um, to helping you have a career conversation with your team or building skills if you're a new manager or just how to onboard yourself into a big company like Hellenic. Um, so it, there's there's so many materials, definitely. Um, and there's there's lots of support from our local HR team. Um, if you were joining um, in a, a graduate program, there's a lot of support um, given. There's an international cohort as well. So you would join a cohort of graduates across all 28 countries that we operate in. Um, so you would get a lot of support. You'd have a lot of local peers and then a lot of international peers as well. Wow, so it sounds like a really vibrant environment to be working in. It sounds great. Um, well, I really, really appreciate your time today, Amy, and just giving us some insight into what it's like to work there. If you were to give just, just your finishing piece, if you were to give one piece of advice to people listening right now that may be just feeling a little bit overwhelmed, um, is there anything that you would give as just a parting piece of advice? I think um, in the current climate, um, your personal brand is really important. Um, so making sure that your LinkedIn's up to date, um, making sure that you're um, resonating with the material that companies that you're applying to is sharing. So if you followed either myself or one of my colleagues on LinkedIn, that you can see a lot of information about what it's like working at Coca-Cola. Um, so if you follow the right companies for you, you'll find out who's a fit for you. And they'll also be able to see your activity as well if they go in and, and look at your profile whenever you apply for a role. So I would I would definitely encourage you to work on your own personal brand on social media and make sure that you would be happy with um, any potential employer seeing your your social presence um, and and really updating that and, and tailoring it for what you want to be and what you want to do and doing a social media audit if required before yeah. you apply to the <laughs> yeah okay that's great yeah. thank you so much for your time Amy that's been amazing thank you thanks Carmel <laughs>